Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. I'm Patrick Curtis, Chief Monkey of Wall Street Oasis, and this is Monkey to Millions, a show where you get a front row seat as I mentor young students and professionals to try and help them break into their dream jobs. In the first cohort, you'll meet four students, all preparing for intense job interviews while trying to also balance a personal life and schoolwork. The goal of this show is to shine a light on the struggles of trying to break into competitive positions with a non-traditional background, and to give you a roadmap for your own success. My hope is that as you get to know these four impressive students, you're inspired to dream big. Remember, these are real people, and this is their true story. Let's get to it. In Tarnbeer's first session, we learn about his background, his goals, and what to expect as he makes the transition from Baruch during COVID for freshman year to Emory for his sophomore year. We also spend about 20 to 30 minutes doing a deep dive on his resume to try and make it stronger for the next session. Enjoy. All right, Tarnbeer, thanks so much for joining Monkey to Millions. And this is your first session, so super excited for everyone to meet you. And uh, we'll spend most of this first session kind of just getting to know you a little bit and then diving right into your resume, which is the most important document in your job search. So uh, to start off, why don't you just give everybody a little bit of background, where you're from, what, uh, what your current situation is, and all that good stuff. Yeah, thank, thank you, Patrick. I'm really excited to be here. So my name's Tarnvir. I'm originally from the city. I'm born and raised from Queens. You know, I live right by City Field, so, you know, go Mets. I know Lemon Ice King. And I, you know, I kind of grew up in Queens. I did my thing here. And then the biggest transition up until, you know, kind of going to middle school was going to high school. I actually was accepted to one of the specialized high schools in the city. So it, you know, caused me to take a really long commute every day to school, but I learned a lot of new things and it was definitely a great experience overall. And the funny thing about high school is, is around sophomore year, I never really had an interest in finance. My goal was I want to get a, I want to go into academia. I want to get a PhD in like biochemistry or, you know, molecular biology and kind of just pursue that as a research role or, you know, work at a pharmaceutical company. And I think part of that was because I like looking at things at a really microscopic level and kind of applying, you know, solutions or like insight I gained from looking at things at a microscopic level to bigger problems. But, you know, the more and more I looked at it, I realized how hermited the field was. And, you know, not to say anything bad about academia, you know, the most important people in the world, but I kind of thought that it wasn't the perfect fit for me. Are you calling them hermits? You're calling, you're calling them all hermits? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of the professors I've met just kind of love sitting down in books and like hunkering down, just learning, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. I am, you know, a victim of that myself. But I think that 
me being extroverted personally, I thought that I want to find a career which kind of combined that I've heard it's called systems level thinking with, you know, working with teams and interacting with people. Mm -hmm. So I want to be in a career where I can like look at things at a really nitty gritty level and apply it to bigger things, other, you know, still problems, as well as, you know, work with other people, kind of connect with people, network with people on a daily basis. So I kind of did a little bit of scrolling and junior year, I was like, there's this place called Wall Street Oasis. Never heard of it. Sounded weird. But, you know, I took a little dive and I was hooked. I found out, you know, I tried to kind of get myself into the financial grind. I, I thought that finance was a perfect career for me just because of how there's elements of teamwork, there's elements of analysis, there's elements of everything I wanted in a career in finance. Cool. So that brings me here, you know, I went to... Uh, yeah, so tell, so you, you tell, tell the listeners kind of where you went to school for freshman year and then what's going on now for you. Right, right. So after... I went to high school, I graduated. I was gonna go to a CUNY, I was gonna go to Baruch in the city. And that was around, just around the time uh, COVID had actually hit. So I actually had a big choice between going to, you know, IU, which is known for their Kelly School of Business, mm-hmm. or Baruch. And I thought, you know, Tarnvir, you know, you're gonna have to make a really big financial decision here because it was a pretty big difference in price. And Corona was just around the corner. I was like, I'm kinda gonna put my bet on Baruch and see if I like the experience. And if not, I can always transfer out, you know, compared to spending how much money I would have spent in Indiana. What's What was the difference in price between Baruch and Indiana? It was 40, 45 grand, something like that. The difference was 45 grand? It was a lot of money. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit about, and so your family couldn't help you with this. Tell me a little about your family situation. What's going on? Right. So with my family situation, it's, you know, my family's kind of all, you know, they're not, they're first generation immigrants. So, you know, when it came to education for them, they were really focused on kind of letting me stay close to home. They were like, go to St. John's, right? Right around, if you ever heard of St. John's, it's right around here, take the train there, take the bus there. But I kind of wanted, you know, I was less focused about that. I did, you know, was born and raised here, but I had a better understanding of like American culture. And I just wanted an experience on top of an education, right? Got it. So, But where, where, sorry, where were your parents from? So I'm actually, I've come from a pretty interesting background. I'm half Hispanic. I'm half Indian. Mm-hmm. So my, my mom's Indian, but my dad's not really in the picture, right? Yep. That's where the Hispanic side comes from. Okay. Yeah. So I've had a lot of pretty, you know, interesting influences. Grew up in Corona, which is a pretty Hispanic neighborhood, but I had a bunch of Indian traditions too. So it's worked pretty cool. well. That's cool. Right. Yeah. Interesting background. So yeah. So tell me a little bit about, so what's going on now? So you did Baruch for the, through COVID. Yeah, I did Baruch through COVID. It was a, it was fun experience. You know, I met a lot of great people, but I decided that, you know, coming around the end of the first semester, I was like, you know, I think I should send out a few applications because even as great as Baruch is and as great as its finance program is, I kind of wanted to have the college experience. And I don't think I was going to be able to get that, you know, considering Baruch is a commuter school. So I applied to a bunch of schools and, you know, luckily I had one of my top choices get back to me. I'm going to be attending Emory next semester. And it was a pretty interesting transition because I, you know, coupled my extracurriculars at Baruch, I was able to kind of transition into Emory with a really interesting perspective. So I had a lot of, you know, at Baruch, I was trying to, you know, trying to, you know, in finance, there's so many different fields. So I was trying to finagle my way and trying to see what I liked. So I had a really strong emphasis on kind of sustainable investments at Baruch. So I did a bunch of clubs like that. I did, there's a club called Hope Prize at Baruch. There's a there's a bunch of other little extracurricular activities. I did uh, the PWC case competition. I did, uh, I joined Alpha, 
at Baruch was the Association for Latino Professionals of America. And that was a great experience. And, you know, aside from that, I did, I also was an investment analyst on the sustainability fund over at Vassar, which was also a fantastic experience. Highly recommend that. And so, yeah, all those experiences coupled together, I kind of wanted, had my application kind of surrounding a sustainable emphasis, which I'm still very interested in. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to gain admittance to Emory and I'm going to be attending there next, uh, next semester. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. Super exciting, man. Congrats on the, on the lateral transition on the, uh, that's not easy to get in. I think the acceptance rates are pretty low, right? For those. Um, yeah, it was pretty, I mean, this year was kind of wonky. I don't even know, Patrick, like yeah. I, I was accepted to Emory. I was waitlisted at two other excellent institutions, mm-hmm. but I was also rejected from a lot of schools that are good, but wouldn't be considered, you know, to be like that. Uh, that yeah. That, that tier. So are you going to go as the undergrad is are you going to try to get, become part of the business school or do they have that for the undergrads there? I know they have Goizeta or whatever it's called. Yeah. So like, was that is basically like, it's not kind of, you have to do your first two years as just as a college student, right? Yep. Like arts and sciences, you take all the prereqs and then you apply. But they say, I Emory, mean, I was talking to the advisor, they say getting into Emory is the hard part. Getting to the business school isn't the, as hard. Okay. Very cool. Okay. That's good to know. Um, all right. So you're going to be starting your sophomore year. There yeah. in a few months, it's what, July 30th right now. So what, in a month you'll be there on campus? August, yeah, around late August. Awesome, man. Super exciting. And it'll be hopefully a, a semi-normal year if, if uh, the Delta variant doesn't take over. Fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think for this, that's really helpful to give everybody a perspective of kind of your background, all this stuff, where you're at right now. So um, I'd love to hear also, what did you do this past summer? So I kind of, this summer was very hectic. This current summer. Yeah. Like tell me, I know you were trying to get ready to kind of go to Emory and all this stuff, but did you do any internships? Yeah, I tried to, I did. uh, So a lot of, I had also like a few family, like a life events going around. So it was kind of difficult trying to just juggle everything, but I was able to kind of participate in a venture capital internship over at this, you know, really great kind of international focused venture capital firm in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, train right away. And over there, I was able to learn a, like, you know, a bunch of different things because they did have an emphasis on uh, investing in companies from the Eastern European region, right? So a lot of, you know, like Russia, Ukraine, like, you know, that part of Europe. Yep. Very cool. And, and so like the first part of the internship, what I did was I kind of shadowed a, a founder of a company that was part of the accelerator there. So I worked with another intern and kind of helped the founder, you know, work through the kinks of the company and like kind of help grow it as a, you know, overall product. And that was a great experience. We actually had these little showcase events every week, which I would go to and kind of, you know, see what the latest and greatest ideas are and like talk to panelists and judges and super fun experience. And the second portion of the internship was a lot more of the traditional venture capital focus, which was, you know, a lot of like trying to research companies, trying to look for companies in other regions of the world that have a lot of promise, a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know, typically a lot of sourcing. We were able to sit in on the meetings along with the actual analysts and other people at the fund. So that was also a really interesting experience. Just to so hear the pitches and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's, mm-hmm. That's cool. So I guess, what's the goal in terms of uh, once you get down to Emory and for, for a career? Do you, have a, do you have a set goal right now or in terms of what you want to do right out of school? I think I, I made the mistake in high school of kind of, you know, zoning out and like putting tunnel vision on one thing. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, that was like kind of one of my like weaknesses. So I think that maybe this time in college, I'm going to try the route that a lot of my friends did, which is kind of just like 
done like you know do really well trying to excel in all my classes do really well you know do a bunch of different extracurricular opportunities mm-hmm. and just be prepared for anything that comes my way like currently i am really interested in maybe pursuing trying to you know look at investment banking but at the same time i'm also really interested in you know like the mind crunching kind of work that is in consulting so mm-hmm. i kind of want to you know join a few clubs and get the vibe for each of those fields and see what is uh you know really for interesting sure for sure i think it's it's fine because i think uh Either one, well, either one's super tough to get, right? Super competitive, but coming from Emory, I think you'll have a good shot, um, especially if we work on um, we work on your your prep for all those. And the one thing that's tough if you're if you're kind of looking at management consulting and investment banking, I'll say is the, the interviews are very different. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, case consulting, um, case consulting interviews are they they go they follow a certain structure. You need to practice a lot. Um, to, to make sure you're well-versed in terms of how to break down problems and frameworks and stuff like that. But if you enjoyed the VC, you enjoyed looking at businesses, you enjoyed that and you're decent at, um, and if you do enough um, practice, I think you'll be fine at, be fine at both. So, okay, let's, that, that's really helpful. How about we spend the next, you know, 15, 20 minutes kind of just going through your resume? Sounds, sounds great. I need okay. Some All right, I'm going to share my screen and then let's just go line by line and just do the no whole way. thing. Okay, so. Okay, so a few things right off the bat. Let me zoom in here. So, um, just overall impressions in terms of spacing, all the stuff. It's pretty huge margins. Um, I feel like we can. I know you're just a, you're just a, uh, a sophomore coming in, so that's probably why you didn't feel like you had as much. And I can see, like on some of these, you're like just getting to the second line, just getting to the second line, just getting to the second line. So to me, it feels a little light and airy too, which is which is very common for someone just going to sophomore year. But I think we can um, help with the spacing. So what I'd like you to do, and before our next um, before our next meeting, is take look at the WSO uh, template, WSO resume template. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring your name up to the top corner, give you a little bit more space for your for what we're going to want to do with this. Okay. Um, and then kind of let's let's just start from the top here. So I think there's a couple things we want to do. So if you're interested in investment banking, management consulting, what we want to do here is, you know, as you're coming into sophomore year, you may actually be um, recruiting earlier than you think for um, for kind of potential sophomore summer internships. Um, given how crazy or the recruiting is. And there's certain programs in that pull from sophomores as well that you might be eligible with with your Hispanic background. Right. So we want to make sure like we're getting you, we're, we're getting this document ready and then having you apply to all of those t- because you could be just suddenly getting fast-tracked for like junior summer internships. Like, okay. like Grace did. I, have you seen Grace on Monkey to Millions, her, her story? She is, is, she's the one that goes to Fordham, right? Yeah, so I would yeah. take a look at like what she's done and she was like very early on banking and because she knew early on like that's what she wanted to do she got into a lot of these programs for women to help um help increase the number of women in, in the industry and that just like fast tracked her through like so many things she was obviously super well prepared too which helped her it's not yeah. like oh you're hispanic so you're going to get in but it's going to help you get more mm-hmm. uh, get more looks if you know where to if you know where to apply okay okay so back to the resume so yeah number one is I would get it into the WSO resume format because you're going to need the space. Mm-hmm. And right now there's just too much, uh, too much margin here. Okay. That's just an overall general thing. So once you do that in terms of content, um, this all looks good. I would get Emory mm-hmm. um, listed here. 
Um, in terms of like the Bronx High School of Science, um, what I you might want to get that to. Well, that's fine actually. So that the beauty of the beauty of getting things more is you'll be able to have that additional line with um, with Emory there, and it's not going to like you're going to need a decent amount of space for your education now with the three schools there. We may want to remove uh, Bronx eventually, not Bronx High School of Science, but it looks okay. good because you did AP Scholar with honors, right? Um, so what I'll do, so I think what you should do um, for now, and um, do you, did you take the the um, S SAT or any of those or the, what's the other one? The yeah, ACT. the ACT. Yeah. yeah, did you score super high on either one of those? What's a what's a, what's considered like a ninetieth over ninetieth percentile? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. What'd you get? Like ninety third percentile, ninety fifth. I got a. I think it was like I got a thirty three on the ACT. Which out of thirty five, right? Thirty six. Yeah, I think it's like ninety seven. Ninety seven percent. Uh, yeah, I would include that. Okay. Um, bankers and it's just it's just showing you want to show you want to show intellectual horsepower. Oh yeah. Okay. And that's just showing like you can take a test and excel on it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it, your GPA shows that for the, for, but it's only one year. It's just another data point right. that helps sell yourself. So um, I would definitely get that in there. And so you didn't do this as you did the, you did the ACT, right? I did the SAT too, but I, I didn't do, I got a, like around a low 1400 on the SAT. So I don't which know. Is like what, which is what percentile? It's, it's like 90th, I think like 90th fourth or something like that. If it's 94th, I would include it. If it's 90th, we can talk about it. It's okay. a little bit borderline, but if it's 94th, I would include it, um, especially with both of them. So let's look at that. Let's, you can put it in, and then we can always just slash it before you send it out anywhere. Okay. Um, but that can be under – that's kind of related to college entrance mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So you can say community GPA, da, da, and you can do comma, ACT, um, you know, 33, and a 30, you know, 33, and then parentheses, you know, any fifth percentile, whatever it is, then SAT. This it's just great to have that data point. It's it's objective data, and it just helps kind of just get a sense of like, okay, this kid's sharp right off the bat. So it helps. Um, the the template will help you, but like your spacing. So like your spacing between the sections should be more like this. You're gonna see how anal people are. Okay, like when you see see my comments, like see how here there's like very little space between the below the Bronx. Or above work experience, whereas leadership and activities and skills, you have a little bit more breathing space. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like my eyes, like it's it's hard for me to read like education and work experience because it's missing that. But don't the template will help help with that. Mm -hmm. So other than your scores up there and getting Emory in, I, you could say Emory, um, and you could say, um, okay, you have June twenty twenty four there for CUNY. Obviously, change you can change that, and you can say, uh, business of administration of you didn't really get your bachelor's right there so you could you could say instead that you could attended freshman year tra before oh okay you know you could just say attended freshman year before transferring to emory and then you could have okay. emory right above it and then there you could say expected date of um you know june 20 i think it's good to have the expected date of graduation there okay um, and then um for let's jump now so that's that part um, in terms of financial modeling training and showing skills, I think that will be at the bottom. Um, if you're majoring in finance and business, I think especially it should be at the bottom. If you were majoring in like history or something else, I'd actually probably tell you to put financial modeling training, like self-study up in the education section. 
just to, yeah. just to like be like, no, I'm finance. Like even though I'm studying philosophy or something like that. So for people who are listening who are doing that, that's just a, a word of wisdom. So now let's go to uh, work experience. So what about your VC internship? Where's that? Uh, so this is, this is a little bit of a, like an older resume. Okay. I haven't gotten a chance to, I wanted to wait actually for, for this session before I do anything with sure. that. that sure. uh, so I think there's some good stuff that you told me from your VC okay. internship, especially like, um, specific analysis that you help the, uh, founder with. I would love it if you could get very specific there and do okay. something technical and be like, helped calculate, uh, you know customer acquisition cost and, you know, customer lifetime value, things like this that are showed that you have a technical mind. Um, mm -hmm. And if you haven't done that, are you, is the internship over? Uh, no, it's still going on. So like, if you could get any sort of those projects or like learn and do that stuff, I think it would show that you have like the analytical mind and, and help. Okay. So like what we want to try to get away from on these internships, and it's very hard to do, this is like a dream, but what we want to try to get away from is everything is soft and, Hel I helped analyze this side and you want to try to make things as concrete as possible to give people a real feeling of like, oh, he really actually did this project and he actually did have an, an influence. So that, that's why, like I see you did here, like on Yelp, you said, you know, resulting in a 15% increase, like that's great. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but like that, that needs to be like more throughout, like trying to quantify okay. more so, throughout your yeah. internships as much as you can. And I had somebody on Monkey Millions, uh, Victor, who was like doing it too much. And he was like trying to force like numbers in everywhere, which is good. I've never seen that. Like usually it's this, it's this case where there's not enough. Yeah. Um, and we have to like pull, we have to pull all that out. So like think of like what the situation was, um, what actions you did to help, you know, what were the results specifically around like either helping the entrepreneur reduce their cost of customer acquisition, reach, you know, uh, research five different business models, including da, 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 to help with the, da, 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 you know, whatever. Um, but point is like, you want to say like research five, not like research one, like research three, okay. or whatever it is to, to quantify. And, and so then when people say, well, what, which business model to do? Then it's a really interesting conversation around, like we talked about subscription versus, you know, one off with a small thing, you know, then, then get into some really in interesting conversations in the um, interviews. Of course, you want to be ready for that. Um, and I wouldn't tell you to like, go crazy putting all this crazy stuff you did, like didn't do but like if you want to embellish a little bit and then study that's okay okay yeah you know um mm -hmm. so in terms of private wealth management internship so yeah the second thing i'll say to you is like get the vc one in there mm -hmm. um i think you're gonna have the space i think it'll be okay so um for for now we'll obviously we can't edit that because you haven't written the bullets but private wealth management intern perform market research within various of within various upcoming industries. So what do you mean by upcoming? Well, you know, back back to what you were saying. Like, you know, I was doing a lot of like, so when, you know, interning there, I was, they would ask me to do like research on just like a bunch of like, I remember one time I did research on like a pet, like pet Amazon type of website. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I kind of consider that upcoming cause like, I don't know of any like pet food Amazon websites, right? I think it was, it was called Chewy.com. Oh yeah, Chewy. But like, yeah, why not say perform market research on Chewy? Um, da, 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 you know, but what do you mean by market research? So tell, give me more specifics. It's, it's vague as like looking at price, you know, looking at um, relative valuation. Because that would yeah, make so it look would, really good. I, like, if you could I talk am, about valuation, it would be really good. Okay. All right. So like, you know, did you, did you look at comparables? Well, 
so it wasn't um it was kind of more like quality of research so i would just like i kind of make like little like google sheets and just like write down information i learned like summaries and like kind of little points i thought were interesting about specific companies and just kind of relay it to my like seniors and was Instead that specific of, like, like, for was that specific for the pet industry uh no it was just a variety like every we got to have like a different kind of a like different research like, market so like he would say hey go look into chewy yeah like look into chewy and the other day it would be like you know like look into slack or look into asana next week and they were just like, kind of like that like i think we should highlight some of those okay like i think giving names you know perform our research on on seven equity on seven um and seven firms including chewy asana and blah blah blah, including, um, including, you know, um, valuation metrics. Da 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 da. And if you haven't, you could take those three or four companies and just look at it and know those know those metrics. Okay. Point is, like, we want to get the keywords and the key terms in here, which is like valuation. It, it, obviously, you probably didn't run a discounted cash flow analysis on them. I mean, that would be like a dream, but because it wasn't a banking internship, you didn't do any valuation or precedent transaction or trading comps or anything like that for that. No. Okay. So it's more just like trying to understand what the business does and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. That's still fine, but let's make it a little bit more tangible. Okay. Like tell me more specifically what you did. Like what did you actually put in the Google sheets? So like, Oh, interesting stuff. Like, what do you mean? Were you taking like, did you look at the financials at all? I didn't look at the financials at all. <clears throat> to be honest. It was a lot of like, okay. So, I mean, I did to a certain extent, I do remember like doing comparable. So it was like looking at Asana versus Slack. So that's versus... really interesting. Yeah. So that should be there. Like, okay compared to Asana versus Slack in terms of value, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like for sure, for sure, for sure. That's so much more interesting than what you have here and so much okay. more relevant. So um, I would get a bullet on that specifically because mm -hmm. that's super relevant. So um, this one, contacted prospective high net worth individuals to maintain client relationships and gather business knowledge. So perspective. So it was cold calling? Yeah, it was a lot of cold calling. Okay. So tell me how many calls you made per day. 10, two? Probably like a hundred plus. Dude, that's a big deal. It's a number like that, yeah. Were you really calling 100 people a day? Yeah, like, I mean, it was, I don't remember. I never kept track, but it was definitely more than 10. Well, let's, let's make sure we're not exaggerating and saying 100 plus, because that's a lot of, that's a lot of calls. Maybe something like 30 plus? Like no, really... I want to say, I, I definitely want to say 100. Okay, so contacted, um, really a hundred like i because they may be they may call you be like okay how long were you spending on each call be like well most of them would just hang up on me or not answer yeah like that like like, like i mean if we're considering like like real like calls like conversations two or three a day yeah so we like five six yes yeah, five or okay. six but like, so, calling, but like, just, like definitely put the numbers in here okay contacted um i mean contacted you know 80 plus prospective high net worth individuals okay um but to maintain client relations that sounds like they're not prospective they're current and gather so, I, I, so, I, so are the people that are already working with the the um with this group or was it new potential clients it was um it was just new potential clients okay so i wouldn't say maintain client relations because they're not your client yet okay um and gather business intelligence just sounds like bullshit filler so i would okay. just say um you know rather i rather hear just that you were cold calling and and you put in a lot of work and you're you're willing to grind that's more relevant okay. here so i think this is like hey 
I don't mind <laughs> dialing 100 people a day or 80 plus people a day and getting hung up on all day. That's really important. That's that's good. Um, so mm -hmm. so tell us that. Don't don't give me fluff, right? So contacted over 80 um, high net worth individuals per day and attempted to drive new um, uh, and an attempt to um, help grow the client base. Did you did you actually close anyone? Um, so as a, as an intern role, it was a lot of just like like starting conversation, like hooking them, and then passing how it to someone did who you I pass, had to, How many people did you pass on? On a daily basis, like every time I would go to you know at, go to work, it's probably around I want to say on a good day it was like six or seven, on a bad day probably like three. Like it was really depending and on. You the, did this for how long? You did this from. I did this for. You just started. I went, or, oh, okay, no. To present, you're I still doing weekly. it. Oh, this Sorry, is, this is an old resume. Sorry, yeah. So when when did you do this? Through the summer of 2020. Yeah, I did this July through, and I stopped like last May. Okay, so yeah, obviously get the dates in yeah. there. Um, so I would say like those specifics. So content da 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 da, leading to seven seven warm leads um, to our uh, PM portfolio manager or whatever, whoever you pass it on to okay. uh, per, leading to an average of five uh, leads per day. Uh, da, 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 da. So you could even say, you know, over a hundred, you know, over whatever it would be over 200 warm leads, super valuable. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to them and ask them how many actually, if like five of them actually brought in money with the firm? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'll get, I'll get back to you. Yeah, I want that. I want that. Cause that would be super valuable. Okay. What if you brought in like, what if you're responsible for bringing an additional $5 million under management? Like you made the initial contact. Imagine having that data on your resume. It'd be badass. That'd be, be bad. It'd look good. Look really good. So like, if you can get that from the firm and be like, Hey, they maybe didn't track it. Um, but if you can be like, Hey, you remember those like a hundred people, like some warm leads I, I initially called and then <laughs> passed on to you guys over these, this period of four months or five months, whatever it was. No, you did longer. You said July to May. You almost did it for a year. Yeah, almost. So it was, nine it was months. Bad, like, I was kind of just like, you know, filling my spare time out, like going to class and then I'm not calling class that on many people Friday. like on in your spare time. Yeah, I mean, it was a, I went it, wasn't a week. Full, it wasn't the full time. It wasn't the full. I went once a week. Yeah, it was a lot of it. Like, I want to say maybe I was doing a lot of cold calling on top of just like other stuff. And they were really helpful too. They were great people. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I got really lucky as that as my like, first internship. Cause they would also like, sometimes they would be like Bloomberg, like machine, you know how like Bloomberg terminal has like workshops and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they would like, let like me sit in and like, they'd be like, you know, like here's an hour, like carve out an hour and just like listen yeah, to it and like huge. try to figure it out. So you should say Bloomberg training, um, Bloomberg training, uh, you know, um, evaluate new security. So like the problem is this is like, you want to take all these bullets. I haven't read all the other bullets yet, but you want to try and take this and really make it more tangible. Okay. So instead of flowery and like, you know, the gather business intelligence, maintain client. Like it just, it just like, tell me the actual thing you did, which is actually more okay. impressive. <laughs> right. Um, and it's going to look much better for you. It, it's actually going to, I think this resume is going to freaking pop. If you, if what you're telling me is true, like it's going to look awesome. And especially once you get the VC one in there and if you can actually get some, Hard numbers in there so okay let's let's keep going but like even on that third bullet the bloomberg lp you just try to to generate reports give me a number how many reports what types of reports um capabilities strengths and weaknesses it sounds like it's less financial but you know if you're using bloomberg i assume there's some financials in there i did i did one to be honest like 
I I was the blooper team was, machine was always like kind of in use. So I did one like once a month, maybe. So I would go like every like four four times I would go. Maybe I would do one, and it was a lot of like. So the first time I had used the terminal it was kind of exciting because like yeah, you know it's like it's, you know it's a crazy expensive machine, right? Like you're yeah, yeah. you're paying for to use it, and so the first time I remember like after doing the first workshop, my like kind of like upper, you know my my senior was like. I want you to like go to the machine and like tell me what you would look for in a stock, right? And so I was just kind of like that entire day, I was kind of like finagling with the different things, you know, how there's like volatility filters, and like, yep. yeah, filters like Bollinger Bands and stuff. And then I kind of made a list of like, I think it was like five or six factors that I would look at and I kind of sent it back to him. And then the next week it was like, great, like you gave me these. And he was like, I want you to give me, like, he gave me like a list of, you know, I guess like stocks they, they were looking at that showed promise. And they were like, I want you to give me the values for all of these for all you know, five or six factors that you gave me. Interesting. So that's cool. Like you should say that in a bullet. <laughs> um, okay. So let's keep going because I don't want to, you know, drag this too, too long, but uh, Vassar sustainability fund, healthcare investment analyst for market research within healthcare industry and information to senior directors in weekly meetings, assisted in the formation and development of stock pitches, which are presented in monthly fund conferences, maintain relations with fellow industry sectors. At the moment, again, super vague, super vague. Give me numbers. Perform market research within healthcare industries. Which okay. ones? Which ones? Relate information to senior directors. Information's vague. Um, you know, did you give recommendations? Buy and sell recommendations? It was, uh, so like a lot of like the student rent funds, it's kind of like, so in the first bullet, like talking about market research is like, we would kind of just like have like a brainstorming session and then we would kind of get back to the, the industry, the industry head. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I remember the last pitch we'd done, it was for, I think it was for Agilent, which is like a, they, they kind of do everything, do like manufacture, like pharmaceutical devices and stuff. And they're also yep. kind of really big into like genetics. Yeah. Right. And then before that we had done, like, it was like, we also did a time when we were kind of looking at insurance companies mm -hmm. and then another time we were looking at just like street pharma stock. Right. So it was so like, great. like so assisted in the formation development of stock pitches. I'd like to know how many. Okay. And I'd like to, you to know at least a few of them for, for interviews to okay. pick two of them and, and know them better kind of what the what the main thesis was okay for those doesn't mean they have to be incredible but i'd have at least a few in there that you feel comfortable talking about um maintain relationships with fellow industry sectors and maintain relationships with fellow industry sector yeah you know like getting back to your your point as a, as a rising sophomore you know you kind of had to add a little little you mean i mean I, like, I maintain set like you know it was kind of just like talking to other people in the other sectors and like Kind of seeing like what's going on. Yeah, you them. don't maintain a relationship with a sector that you remain people the leads of the sectors, right? So okay, yeah. So I would just remove that bullet. Okay, it's like oh, congratulations, you can talk to people. <laughs> like they're not going to give you a lot. I, I think there's better stuff from the other ones, from the VC and from this, especially from this private wealth management one that we can really pull okay. out and make it shine. Okay, let's look at Yelp. That was a while ago, but um, pretty cool name to have. Other expected clients on listing. How did you get this? It's a long story. How did you get this internship? Pretty, it's pretty cool. It was, uh, so I remember you were it like was, in, in high school. It was on a train ride. Best way to put it. What do you mean? You like met somebody in, in Yelp? It was a few years ago. So it was basically like I was on a train. I had like struck up with a conversation about somebody. I cannot for life me remember how, but the conversation kind of went well. And the guy was like, you know, like, listen, like, I like you, right? He was like, he asked me what I was saying. I was like, I'm in high school. He's like, oh, so like, you know, you're still pretty young. He's like, you know, he gave me his number. He was like, if you're ever interested in like a, like an internship or anything, like a business internship, 
well, give me a call and you know see if we can't figure something out. And at that time, it was very 2018, 2019. So I was still kind of like, like a sophomore, junior in high school, right? So I was kind of like still in the PhD phase. But at the same time, I was really interested in trying to like kind of transition out. So I was like, you know, like pretty interesting experience. Yeah. And I, I called them and I got, you know, some sort of role. It was like, like an internship role. And did you go in the office? Yeah. And so how, how were you balancing that with high school? It was, uh, so I didn't work that many hours. So usually it would be like the a summer, lot of weekends. Through the summer, okay, and the weekends, yeah. Yeah, and then during the summer. And then sometimes I would kind of just like, they, they had like satellite offices and I would go to like the satellite offices, like kind of you do my work or do some at home. To be honest, there's a lot of, we could do like calls and stuff. So like, yeah, this is just the business development intern. I would just like really to know more, consulted with prospective clients, like how many, what do you mean prospective clients? Like for Yelp's okay. business? Um, yeah, so like, Yelp has a sector for kind of like generating like reviews and stuff, but kind of like gaining new like attraction, like having businesses set up pages. Mm-hmm. But I did like a lot, it was like kind of like cold networking or cold, like, you know, meeting type of thing when it came to like going to new businesses and be like, Hey, like, you know, you guys have really great products. And like, it'd be really interesting to, for you to see like a Yelp page kind of like gain more online traffic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you would help what reach out to these businesses. Yeah. So yeah, like, I'd like to like, know how many of those you spoke, you reached out to, how many you spoke with. Um, okay. Like you were actually recommending like operational thing to these people or you're just like recommending that they get that Yelp page going. So it was like, either is fine. So you don't have do to oversell it. You know, you're, you're, then, you're 18 years old or not even, you were like 16, yeah, 17 years old. Was, yeah. So we don't want to oversell this. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to tone that down. Cause a lot of yeah. it was like, so at the same time, like kind of creating pages, a lot of things was like Yelp also had like, you know, we can like help your business out if it's like struggling, right? Yeah. So, you know, like consulting kind of branch, right? So a lot of it was like kind of just, like looking at, you know, my seniors were like kind of take over the products. I would just like help along as a little intern, right? But yeah. a lot of it was like trying to see where they had issues, whether it was like operational kinks. Or, so like, be careful if you, <laughs> were you actually talking to the clients or were your seniors talking to the clients and you were just helping with the, the analysis? It was a little mix of both. So sometimes if I was able to get some sort of lead, yeah. Right. For a business, I would kind of like talk to them for a little bit and they kind of hand them off. But like, the goal here is to get, to get businesses like a restaurant to actually start spending money with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So utilize social media to expand customer reach toward clients, businesses, resulting in increasing. So this is super vague, like for which customer? Okay. So I should add like the, like, the name of the, the restaurant, right? Yeah. The restaurant or like, you know, was it two restaurants? Was it five? And like, you know, just be, um, be a little more specific on that. I think it's cool. Okay. Directed uh, communications meetings across all team branches. What do you mean you directed it for all the interns? Yeah, so I would kind of have like, I would host these like little meetings and like kind of get to know everybody. So there was like LA office and there was people in Miami working. I'd probably remove company. that. So like for the, okay. for the Vassar and the Yelp, I think they're good. I think you want to keep them, but I think I'd go down to two bullets and try to make them more okay. tangible. Um, because especially since we're going to be adding the BC one. Mm-hmm. And then let me quickly jump into the leadership and activities. Board member at Junior Seek Coalition. Okay. Um, so it's just, again, vague. Let a student create an initiative task. How many students? Um, it was like, it was, uh, it was five of us. We were going to, so this was, it was kind of interrupted by COVID, but we were going to create like, in the, in the beginning stage, we were gonna we were trying to come up with ideas like kind of like spread like just, like goodness in the community. 
Mm -hmm. So like we have this idea of like creating a carnival and at the same time having like a small little healthcare station for people that don't really have access to like, you know, but doctors. If it, if it like never that. happened, you might, I don't know if you want to. Okay. All right. Let's remove that. Right? Like if it doesn't have a result to it, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, what is this? You know what I mean? I feel like you can okay. use, you, you have like real internships where you did real work. I just be careful around that unless it's, unless you were able to say, which presented to like, we had this, uh, you know, we had this event with, 120 people show up and da 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 and these were the, right. the impact i would stay away from it so science for bronx long-term low-income middle school private instruction how many hours per week did you volunteer science for i did uh, like four or five it was nothing say it. too big so say it okay all right so i should that's a lot that's good while you're in high school yeah yeah yeah, yeah junior senior year yep um vice president and i would say the dates or whatever too maybe vice president of baruch holds the first uh, vice president pioneer directed the first competing statement in vice president. hard to understand so you directed the first competing team oh so like, it was like there, was, there was a team that is it was it for a certain event or something or competition it was, yeah, it was the whole prize competition. So it was me and uh, one of the upperclassmen. So he had like kind of reached out to me to like kind of help him lead this. It was like a club or like a team. And basically it's uh, every year the whole prize kind of has like a sustainability challenge. And this year it was like food preservation. But why do you say the first? Why do you call it the first competing sustainable enterprise team? Because it, it was like the first time that it was on Brooks campus. Like there was no, there, it, there was never a whole prize team on Brooks campus before. Oh, Holt's prize is thing. Yeah. Um, God, I got to go. And so it was, so Holt's prize is for a, a sustainable enterprise. What, like you're pitching something? Yeah, it was kind of like pitching an idea. Okay. I want more meat. I want to understand that better. Because okay. like, if I push on you on an interview, like what did you actually do? I don't want, I don't want this hand waving. Okay. <laughs> like anytime I push on you, it, like where I saw meat and like where I was like, oh, you did that? You actually cold called that many people? Like, give me that. Like, but, but it, every okay. time I talked to you and it was like, oh, we were going to do it, but then it just never happened because of COVID. Like, I'd rather just not have it and use, okay. and use like, because then we come down here to skills and additional information. So under skills, you say proficient in, in Microsoft applications, Excel, Word, PowerPoint, data, and all major social media platforms. That's fine. Uh, language is great. Um, you have nothing on interest here. Do I, do I, is that like a, like, I didn't know if people actually look at those. That, That's like one of the most common things. You know why? Because people won't look at your resume before an interview. And then guess what? They look down to make conversation. They just straight look down at the bottom. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, oh shit, I haven't actually read this kid's in resume and I have to do an interview right now. Suddenly there's right. an interest and there's potentially some sort of uh, common commonality. Okay. And, the, and 20 out of 30 minutes they're interviewing you, you're chatting it up and making a good connection about your interest. Right. Okay, so it's actually a critical component to the, to okay. the resume. Um, so I have one line there. The other thing you might want to do is, uh, instead of just calling it skills, uh, you may want to be more specific and say financial modeling skills. And then I'm going to get you access to all of our financial modeling training courses. Okay, awesome. And I want you to start putting in time, but on your resume, I want something like uh, 50 plus hours of self-study for financial modeling training, including valuation, precedent transactions, you're going to know all this stuff. But I'm going to force you to go through it. 
because <laughs> okay. to be able to have that line is important, especially for the IB interview process. Just to have it this early coming into sophomore uh, sophomore year will really help you when you start dropping your resume to these programs that help mm -hmm. place you. Having that line, I think, will really stand out. Okay. This is it, man. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> no, but this is great. This is like a per this is a perfect example of a resume that's good. It's not like all misformatted and stuff, but it could be so much stronger, man. With your experience, it could be so much stronger. There's some there's some fluff in there that you don't even need. Um, there are some places out there that you have really tangible hard numbers you didn't even put in there or bother that are super relevant to the job, like getting rejected all the time. Banking is sales eventually, right? Yeah. And then the VC stuff, obviously. So, um, and then having Aunt Marie in there. So, like, it's a little outdated, obviously, but so get get it updated, get it in the WSO uh, template form, but not and offline. I'll, I'll email that to you if you don't have it. And then I'm going to get you access to all the financial modeling training stuff. I do actually want you putting in a couple hours a week on that, so you can say 50 plus hours pretty soon. I don't want it. Um, I don't want it to be like you know this winter and you you still haven't you've only done about 10 hours of work on it yeah yeah okay yeah. Um, so yeah, i'm not yeah you know i'm gonna because you're starting school in. in a month when do you get down to the atlanta uh, i'm getting there around the i mean i haven't booked anything yet i don't know if i need to i need to decide if i'm going to drive or fly there yeah yeah yeah. but i, I might just fly there i don't know i'm and just thinking then, like is is there like three or four days where you could just lock yourself in a room yeah and get yeah, just through the financial modeling training and like you could potentially get 30 hours out of the way like right there um, i think so and get through a lot of the courses and then have that bullet there on your have that you know under skills mm -hmm. like really confidently um okay. and it not being bs where like you're gonna get called out on it um, and not know how to answer some basic questions okay so that's that's the the risk and reward. The risk is it's going to get you through a lot more filters. You're going to get a ton more interviews. The the mm -hmm. that's the reward. The risk is they may actually ask, start asking you about precedent transaction analysis, valuation, DCF, all that good stuff. Okay, I'll get you access to the interview courses as well for IB and and consulting. Awesome. You ready for this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're going to a tough to school like... too. You're going to, to school. It's pretty rigorous. So it's been it's been a while. Like I haven't been in the groove of like education like i studied at baruch obviously but like it was a lot of like it was um it was a lot of memorization not nothing like too conceptual like essays like when it came to math and stuff but like now i feel like i'm gonna be like on top of this too it's gonna be like a fire hose of information just like, a lot straight it's, gonna, it's gonna be a lot I'm ready, be a lot of hard work um but i think you know this document is the most important and let's get this let's get this in much better shape so that um you know come this fall, I mean, this fall. So like, let's talk a little bit about like where you want to apply. So start looking into all the, um, have you heard of SEO? Uh, no, no, what is, what is, um, let me pull it up and I'll share my screen and I can show you. SEO, banking. One sec. So I'm going to pull this up right here so you guys can see it. So share screen. Ba -ba -ba. Here's SEO. Right. Oh, uh, you should be applying to this. Um, stands for seizing every opportunity. It, um, they help uh, underrepresented minorities um, break in. I don't think your your Punjabi background will help you, but I think your Hispanic might. So I don't know what they're if they have specific rules around that. So, because um, 
yeah. Well, anyways, point is apply. You know, um, <laughs> it can't hurt. Another one is uh, MLT. Have you heard of MLT? Uh, I think I've heard of that. Manage, managing leadership. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, private, private equity accelerator. These are two of the main ones. Um, career prep program. So like, this is great. You know what I mean? They have one for consulting, financial services. So I think both are great if you can get it, but like, there's no reason you shouldn't do both and then try to evaluate which one is a better fit for you. Right, right. Um, but yeah, that's the first place. But then there's also a lot of other um, diversity, accelerated diversity programs um, mm -hmm. for these banks where even in your sophomore year, there's like something in the spring where you can potentially like go on, into the office, into their offices for like two, three days or a weekend and right. get a feel of like what's, um, what's it really like. Patrick, I had a one question, right? Yeah. So. I was kind of thinking like, you know, I said that I was really interested in IB and consulting, but, you know, recently, you know, listening to kind of like the, the WSO podcast and stuff, and I like heard a lot about people having these really crazy transitions, right? Mm -hmm. I was also really interested in, so in terms of like private equity, right? Like mm -hmm. people go for these like really coveted positions at like, you know, crazy mega funds mm -hmm. in terms of like, like not even difficulty. Cause I feel like any, like you can get anything you want, in the, you know, in this world, right? If you just try really hard. But in terms of just like competition, how does a role at a firm, say like Blackstone or, you know, TPG, you know, getting that role compared to getting like trying to get a role like Bain or Goldman or something like that? Very similar. I mean, it's a little bit harder. Um, it gets harder and harder right as you go. But the beauty is like if you get into a Goldman or a um, you know, top bank, not even a Goldman, if you get into a, a top metal market bank or elite boutique, you have your exits are awesome. And it's not, you don't necessarily want to go to a mega fund private equity. If, if like you actually value your work-life balance and don't just want to maximize every single dollar <laughs> and just make a ton of money, like it depends what you want, right? So if you yeah. want to kill yourself and be the utmost best applicant and get into a top bank, I think you have a chance because you're going to, you're going to be at a great school. You have me pushing you. Your resume is going to be polished, really polished. You're going to be leveraging every advantage you have potentially. Mm -hmm to get you into like these accelerated programs. And then all of a sudden there's gonna be multiple offers coming your way. So um, in terms of like, can you do it and how competitive it is? It kind of doesn't, you should try, right? Like in yeah. terms of like setting yourself up for a great career. And what, I, what I'll say is banking as tough as it is and as uh, mentally taxing it can be, um, it does open a lot of doors. And it doesn't mean you have to stay for a full two years. Right. But let's say you do a full year of just like pain there and it was it was horrible for first year analysts through work from home through COVID, like really bad. I don't know if you saw that survey. That we, the Goldman, the GS thirteen. Yeah, but then we actually did a, a wider survey, industry wide survey, yeah. across all the banks, and we showed which ones were like the where the the student or the the analysts were were suffering the most. And so it's one thing to say, oh yeah, I can do ninety hour, hundred hour work week. It's another thing entirely to experience it and to experience it for a full two years. It's really, really, really a different thing to say you can do it versus actually doing it. Yeah. So um, doesn't you don't have to go banking, right? I'm just saying I think it's a with your background, you can probably get into a great place. And you may have an option to know kind of, um, hey, I got into this top group in at XYZ Bank, but you know what? 
I know they work 100 hours a week. And there's this other bank that has a great reputation that does a ton of live deals at a middle market shop that I hear only works 65 hours a week, <laughs> you know, and it has great exit as well to like middle market private equity. So maybe I want to go that route. And there's nothing wrong with that decision at all. So like, in terms of how competitive it is, yes, private, private equity recruiting is super competitive. It's competitive because the work is super interesting and the pay is crazy. Um, it's, and the upside of potentially ever, you know, being in that industry, being an investor in private companies is huge. But like, there's also, there's also an argument of, are you really learning the operations of a business? Whereas consulting kind of gives you a foundation. Like if you go to McKinsey, Bain, or BCG, you can make the argument that you're understanding business at an operational level, level more because you're not just doing the financial engineering and yeah, okay, we're, we're helping the portfolio companies with operational excellence, but oftentimes you're like trying to figure out ways to sell it better in three to five right. years. You're not actually um, in the trenches. Like in consulting, you're more like implementing actual systems and, and all that stuff. Um, does that help at all, that answer? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because I mean, like I, I, feel, I feel like it kind of doesn't matter how competitive it is. Yeah. Is this, it's, it's, they're, it's all super competitive. I mean, just getting into bank, any bank, any like halfway reputable bank is super competitive. And like, you shouldn't turn your nose up at elite boutiques. Sometimes it's better pay and even better work life <laughs> and just as many life, live deals. Um, and the exit ops can be incredible. So um, there's, a, there's a kind of silly notion on the, on the board sometimes of like bulge bracket or bus. And I just laugh at those people. Yeah. I'm like, you have no clue. <laughs> what you're talking about um sometimes you get a lot better you get a lot better uh, exposure as an analyst at a at a smaller firm where the deal teams are smaller and you're actually running the model and getting like yeah. hard developing hard skills so yeah i mean that that's why i was like i was kind of i'm still pretty undecided across everything because i mean i'm only like 18 or 19 right so it's like i don't know like i have a drop in the bucket barely are you 18 like, or 19 which one i'm 19 i'm 19 yeah you just turned 19 so you're young, a you're nervous there are you a young sophomore uh no i i just turned 19 in june just got a little, so you're pretty young song. yeah i'm a i'm a o2 baby no but you're young for the year for your year too on top of it I really think. aren't people I, who I are 18 graduating high school i graduated last last when's uh, your birthday last, when's your birthday june june 13th yeah you're super late in the year yeah so you're young for your grade already yeah so like it makes it even harder and so like what I'll say to you is don't listen to people saying you have time, you have time because it's go time now, man. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you have to be decided. It just right. means you have to pretend you're decided. Okay. To give yourself the best shot. Right. Unless when you're talking to like SEO and all this, you can tell them like, look, honestly, I'm just exploring. I'm trying to learn more about these industries. I'm not hundred percent sure I want to do, do this, mm -hmm. but like I'm ready to put in the work to prepare as if I know. Because right. you're going to be up against kids who do know. And yeah, I mean, I don't like, it's, it's a little nerve-wracking. Like, I mean, I'm going to a fantastic institution. But, but that's okay. Also, you, but you're yeah. competitive. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, you're competitive. You're like a go-getter. You've already had a bunch of internships and stuff like that. I think if we tighten up the resume, and then you get into that habit of starting to build relationships and networking, and that's going to be literally our whole next call, our whole next meeting, I think is going to be reviewing your resume again, and then starting getting on you. I'm, I'm looking at your LinkedIn right now. I'm checking it out. Yeah, you have over 500 connections already. You're ahead of you're ahead of uh, you're ahead of Victor, and he uh, he's much older than you. <laughs> That's good. So like you get it. Um, 
Yeah, another thing on your on your LinkedIn, I'd get a smiling photo. Oh, oh yeah. Like you have you have a great smile. Show it off. Like Thank you know, you. on your LinkedIn. Um, yeah. you don't have to be, you know, it can be professional, but uh, you know, a good big smile, maybe put on a suit, a suit jacket or whatever, just to look like you're polished and then um clean shaven and then go from there. Oh yeah, the thing for finance, so it's like you can't keep a beard, you can have right? a beard, so, but clean it, clean it. Okay. <laughs> Like, I, I have a baby face, which is why I'm asking. I have like no, no, yeah, you can, face. you can. Um, it's pretty, pretty short, anyways. So I mean, if you want to, it's not gonna, it's fine, it's fine. Um, but just you want to be polished, you know what I mean? And so like, everything about you, no matter what people tell you, of like it doesn't matter. Da da da. I'm gonna, I'm here to tell you like the reverse of like, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, it doesn't technically it doesn't matter. You're probably gonna end up fine. You're probably gonna be fine. But like, every day that goes by that you're a little wishy-washy and so you're not studying as hard or you're not prepping for interviews or you're not doing the financial modeling training as much as the other candidates it's right. just another day where you're slightly less polished in the interviews and it's a little bit yeah. harder now that's not to freak you out but it's not like you're at a top top uh, ivy league where everyone's beating down the door and plus you're regionally a little bit at a disadvantage you're not at a fordham like grace was where she could just pop into everything and meet with a ton of people you're in atlanta Right, you're a regional city, so there's that. So you have a great name, you have a great feeder. There's going to be good on-campus uh, recruiting there, um, but you also have to. You're going to have to work a little bit. I'm, I'm ready. I love scaring. I'm ready to go. I love scaring people. <laughs> Look, man. Like, and here's the thing. I had uh, one of my one of my mentees. He went through all this. He was like, he's in. Uh, he was in Canada, uh, Andrew, and he went through all this and like did it. He got. He got that. IV internship in Toronto and he was like he's like this isn't for me <laughs> he did it and was like nope I'm not doing this and he was in real estate super, super sharp guy and did it and that's totally fine but like I just want to make sure you have that decision available to you and you don't lose that option because um, you're not prepped so that's going to be our goal over the next several months to make sure your resume's tight your networking's getting rolling um, you're getting settled into classes okay and by mm -hmm. the way take as easy the classes as you can this this first semester to get yourself settled. Don't go into some crazy pre-med like bio, <laughs> biochem organic chemistry shit and no. then end up with a C or you know and mess up your GPA. Yeah. Big that's important advice <laughs> for anyone. No, listening. I'm taking I'm gonna take like the I'm taking the interesting classes. Like I'm not taking anything like I'm not taking analytical chemistry or anything. I'm taking like okay. the solid classes I like. Yeah. Like econ, finance. Yeah, econ. Yeah, I'm taking a class about um hopefully I, I'm trying to take a class about Egyptian art. It's interesting. Okay. Very cool. I love it. Well-rounded. Um, so yeah, uh, I, let's, let's, um, let's regroup. I, we can do something earlier. I usually like to do these every five to six weeks, but okay. we can try to do it a little earlier. Cause I feel like there's so much to go through with you upfront. And this is the same with any mentee. So if you want to do something in like three, four weeks, we can try to do something once you're settled at Emory. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, maybe once I get there, I'll like maybe a few days after we can get, get something rolling. I'm super excited to have you part of the program. I'm, I'm, excited, I'm excited to hear the journey and I'm sure everyone else is as well. All right. Thank All right, you, man. Man. Talk soon. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way. Patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.